0: Welcome to Expanding the Outdoors, where we center LGBT, QIA plus voices and experiences in all things outdoors. Hello, guys, gals, and non binary pals. This is your host, Chase, using they, them pronouns. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Anna. Anna, welcome to Expanding the Outdoors. It is so great to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to be
0: here. Yeah. So to help our listeners get to know you a little bit more, can you share your pronouns? And then a fun get to know question that I have for you is if you were to start a band, what kind of band would it be? And then what member of the band would you be?
1: Well, I go with she, her, and then I'm also a lesbian. And if I were to have a band, I think I'd go back to my teenage years and I would probably have like an industrial emo punk band and I would probably be the moody keyboardist. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) I love the like the industrial part (laughs) and all of that. (laughs) What What is that like? What kind of bands fall into that for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, I really like like No Effects, Rage Against the Machine, which isn't really punk. And then I really like just like a lot of weird bands out of Europe that were using a lot of synthesizers and stuff. So so I'm kind (laughs) of, hence me wanting to be on the keyboard and just make cool noises.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Would your hair like be in your face while you're like being moody on the keyboard?
1: Yeah, like kind of like Cousin It style, right? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) why not?
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Love this. Love that journey for you. I I just hope that that comes in your trajectory. Maybe, I don't know, like your midlife crisis, you're going to start that band.
1: Oh, yeah. It will be a great look, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good. Well, thank you for that. So to help us get to know you a little bit more, what identities feel really important to you that you want to share with us today
1: yeah I guess really just I like to have fun and I would say comedy is a big part of my life not so much being a comedian but that's something I try to identify with is just having a lot of humor around but yeah I did go into like lesbian definitely (laughs) super gay um been Super, super gay all my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that, and then also like a professional, you know, I have corporate world, things of that nature, and like to do a lot of nonprofit stuff. So I like to be a helping hand. So those that. things are important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love those. How have those identities shaped your worldview?
1: That's a really great question. I think, you know, going back to any kind of journey when you're gay, I think that shapes so much, no matter which letter or plus you fall under in the rainbow. And being a lesbian, I think, especially coming out when I didn't know anybody else that was gay, it was really confusing. And I think it it, it shaped a lot of how I traverse life. I think I still struggle sometimes even in a corporate setting to be like, when is it appropriate to say this? It just doesn't feel natural. And You know, it should be natural, though, you know, but I think everybody kind of has that that little block, right, where you think about it more. So that and then humor, I think, has helped me just traverse all difficult situations in corporate (laughs) settings. (laughs) (laughs) It's really intriguing to see uh, the corporate world versus not the corporate world, because I haven't always been corporate. I think your environment just, it really does enhance your mood for better or for worse, so.
0: Yeah, and I, I love asking, you know, these two questions because so many different identities come up. Like you are saying, like, comedian or, like, comedy. Like, most people, when they think, they're like, okay, identity. So, like, man, woman, sexuality, race, like, Yes, there's those those identities and they're important. And then there's also ways that we can identify, and also ways that we can shape how we see the world or shape our environment as well. That's really really great.
1: Yeah, I hundred percent agree.
0: Uh, And when you were talking about coming out and really not knowing anybody like you, and still like having to navigate that, it just reminded me. Like, I remember my mom. Like when I first came out as lesbian, my mom was like, "Oh yeah, you don't need to talk about that at work." Like Mm -hmm. that's that's what I was like raised with as well so i still have to like navigate when do i like tell people do i need to tell people that i'm trans or do i need to tell about this or like what's normal like or what can feel normal and you just like want it all to feel normal because at the end of the day straight cis people are never questioning that they're just like here's my partner right and they're not talking about their straightness or anything like that um but it's something we i feel like have been indoctrinated of like oh that's inappropriate to talk about
1: yep agree like people don't need to know that you should be able to keep that private and go to work and then it's like oh why does it have to be private though you know you start thinking about those things yeah for sure
0: yeah, yeah. and I still like read about folks who still like hide their sexuality like in a corporate setting like if they're if they're gay and they and their co-workers just assume like oh you have a wife if they're a man and they'll just be like yep yeah. And they just go, about, and we're in 2021 and, and folks are still doing that because there's still that that uneasiness or that worry that it could go, that it could turn sour really quickly.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of times even in corporate settings, if you don't think about it, whether it's appropriate or not, I, I don't know. I think it's just normal curiosity, but if you have a coworker you're working with and and they just ask, oh, so do you have a boyfriend? What's their name? All of a sudden, you have this internal struggle of like, uh, am I going to be a liar right now right. to myself? And, right. and have to, when I feel more safe, later tell them, by the way, that whole time my boyfriend was actually my girlfriend or, or what right. have you. So it, it does it's the internal battle.
0: Yeah, so for, hey, allies, a great <laughs> way to just ask that question, do you have a partner? Even if you think that everybody is heterosexual or whatever it might be, just asking everybody, do you have a partner? Are you seeing anybody that just keeps it mm-hmm. open-ended and then folks don't have to do that internal struggle. So what makes up, you're kind of talking about you're like you're in the corporate world, but overall, like what makes up your daily activities? What does Anna do with her day or her weekends or whatever?
1: Yeah, so Anna plays a lot of video games. Ooh, okay. Yeah, she likes video games. She definitely does all the Netflix binging. <laughs> I do do a lot of work. Right now, I've been going through a lot of physical therapy because I had knee surgery. Oh, uh, um, okay. Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like art and I like going to concerts normally. I know it's pandemic, so haven't done some of those activities as much. And, but yeah, I like collaborative art experiences, concerts, traveling, adventuring. So I've been playing more video games than some of that other stuff
0: (laughs) recently. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, love it. What what video game are you playing right now?
1: Right now I've been playing Overwatch.
0: Ooh, very nice.
1: I enjoy it. And I also, prior to knee surgery, did do a lot of hiking, which I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, so that's a great segue into Talking about the outdoors.
1: So, oh, yeah. do you
0: consider yourself an outdoors person?
1: I consider myself somebody that wants to be more of an outdoor person than they actually are. Ah, tell us more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love hiking. I love stuff like that. I I'm a big daydreamer, and I always daydream about. Oh, I'm just going to go do the Appalachian Trail. It's going to be this adventure. Da, 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 da. In reality, I hate bugs. I hate being uncomfortable. I've only been camping once and it was the first time it was in my 30s. So I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, So beyond day hikes and glamping, I
0: haven't done much. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. So what is if you were to define like outdoors person, like what would they do? What would they look like? What What does that mean yeah. to you?
1: Well, I have a friend named Aiden and he, I don't know. He's like, he's got tents, he's got like camping gear. And like, that's actually the person I went camping with the first time and I don't know he's just like prepared and he's got pocket knives and
0: <laughs> I thought things. you were just gonna say like pockets for a second <laughs> he's
1: got pockets <laughs> <laughs> he also had those <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't, I don't know I'm just like wow this person you know maybe he does maybe he doesn't I don't know I'm like must go to REI every week and is like combing the specials and then (laughs) has like really great travel plans to just be dropped off in the middle of nowhere and could you know probably make it on Naked and Afraid (laughs) 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 and I don't know I like wish I had one fifth of that in me I think.
0: All right so uh, I'm seeing like well one this person has pockets they have lots of pockets but just like they're able just to like survive in like the rugged wilderness basically
1: yeah i don't know it just they seem prepared and also pretty confident Mm
0: -hmm. about it
1: i would not say i'm confident about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) fair yeah i mean it's the big big outdoors i'm curious because we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that we're gonna come back to that i'm curious though thinking a little bit back was the outdoors a part of your childhood in any way no, Oh.
1: no, not really. Um. Well, I was a city kid. I grew up in the middle of Richmond, Virginia, which is, you know, it's all concrete. There was a couple of really cool big parks I would be taken to that I loved. Um, Climbing on the rocks and, you know, the Japanese gardens and things mm-hmm. of that nature. There's a place called Belle Island in the middle of the city where you can go hang out in the river. And I always loved it and I always looked forward to it. And then also like a beach vacation, right? But Mm -hmm. never getting in a tent or anything of that nature. And honestly, just didn't have anyone in my life that even did that stuff to Mm. even be have it, you know, presented to me. And then I figured I was a lesbian, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh huh. And then right all the stereotypes. I'm like, wow. All these lesbians can survive outside and make anything from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do either of this.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so your family just like wasn't wasn't really like a big outdoorsy family,
1: super arty
0: family. Oh so yeah, family. So yeah. what is what did that like? What did that look like for your child? I went to I went to art camp. Oh, snap. Okay.
1: Yeah. So instead of like canoeing and stuff, I was making things (laughs) (laughs) inside. Yeah. (laughs) So it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I really do appreciate it. You know, that's just what my family was into. And that's what
0: they threw their kids into. You kind of touched on a little bit. What, What was or what would you say is like your first like big outdoor experience that felt like really formative for you?
1: Well, I guess one was going camping with Aiden, he, they, them. I was like, okay, you know, I guess. And they made it super comfortable for me and they brought all this stuff and I didn't have to worry about anything. I packed like some clothes, my bathing suit, and I thought it would be appropriate to get a machete because when else can I get one? (laughs) So I was like, this is my chance to bring something cool. So I got... That, on <laughs> <Amazon>. <laughs> that was my main concern
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i'd be like i got the protection
1: yeah, yeah. i was like bears no problem <laughs>
0: like, yeah
1: and i'm sure i would have just done the absolutely incorrect thing of fair wall but <laughs> but yeah it was it was really great and we watched you know a movie outside. We cooked a pizza on the fire, which I got to cut with my machete. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was just really cool. Um, You know, we had snacks and treats and we like walked around and hiked and hung out and just had such a great time. And I was like, this is actually really cool. And it was so neat, all the trees and like the open air and the sky and the stars and I mean, also, they set up this gigantic tent for us, which I presume to bring in my luggage on wheels across the threshold. So, you know, that's where I'm coming. Yeah. (laughs) But I really appreciated that because they made it really approachable. I've always seen it as something pretty daunting, honestly. I didn't know anything about it. And when you don't know something, it's a little scary. And so I was like, this is actually really great. This isn't that big of a deal. They showed me a campsite. Like, it doesn't have to be this, like, massive undertaking that I had always, like, built up in my head. Mm-hmm. And it, it did make me feel more confident to do other things. And then that, later that year, I did go to Peru, um, and I hiked part of the Inca Trail and saw Machu Picchu wow that's
0: amazing
1: yeah and i don't know if i would have been like i can go do this if i hadn't have had at least just that little experience that aiden provided me and i really did appreciate
0: that yeah and i love that aiden truly met you where you were oh yeah yeah (laughs) which that's like i mean that's so beautiful because like what you're talking about like yes be like especially when it comes to like camping if you've never done it before there can be a little, a little, a lot of anxiety of like, oh, I'm going to be sleeping outside. It's going to be dirty and there's going to be bugs. And like, what about this? And do we need this? And how are we going to eat? And are we going to have enough food? Like, there's like all those thoughts, right, that run through your yeah. brain. And Aiden could have totally shut you out from this world if they were like, we're like oh okay we're gonna go backpacking and you need to get all this stuff and you need to spend all this money and you need to do what you know x y and z and we're gonna like hike like 10 miles like that mm-hmm. could have totally turned you off like maybe you would have it would have been great for you but it probably would have been like too much outside your comfort zone to the point that you're like yeah that was cool but never again mm-hmm. instead they just created this space where you can bring yourself your authentic self and just kind of figure out like Where you fit in and what you want to do, and all of that. So that's really rad.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah.
0: What type of outdoor activities do you typically take part in?
1: Uh, I do like to go to the beach quite often. I feel uh, my best self in the middle of the ocean. Hmm. You know, like if I go to the beach, I'm not sunbathing. Um, you can't keep me on the beach. I'm in the water until someone makes me go home. Mm -hmm. Um, so any kind of water outside river, lake, ocean, I'm there. Um, and I do really, I do truly enjoy hiking. Um, and the Inca trail part, that was the most intense thing I've ever done hiking. So that's not an often thing, but I do go on day hikes for, you know, a few hours. And I do appreciate that and looking forward to getting back to more hikes to incorporate in my
0: travels now yeah. when my knee gets better but yeah, yeah. a lot of beach a lot yeah. of beach. I love that because uh, uh, and I'm like you too I'm like in the water to the point that when I go to sleep at night it still feels like I'm in the waves
1: yes I am so glad you said that because nobody ever knows what I'm talking about but I'm like yeah. you feel like you're on a boat when you're going yeah. to bed yeah,
0: yeah yeah you're still like oh yeah and it kind of like rocks you to sleep it's the best
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah. What are
0: your uh, What are your favorite beaches?
1: Yeah, I I love you know I grew up in uh, Virginia, so Virginia Beach is like home. I wouldn't say it's spectacular, but it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a beach that if you grew up in the area, it's just a good, easy go to. And mm-hmm. if you're a local, you know where to park and not have as many people there, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that beach just for the knowledge of where to go where no one else is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love going down to Florida, a little north of Jacksonville. Um, that beach re- is really good for finding fossils. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm blanking on the name right now, but I'm really big into finding like fossils and like prehistoric shark teeth and stuff like that. I have a you know nerd collection at home here. <laughs> nice, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm into that. Um, a lot of the beaches I did enjoy in California a little too crowded for me though Mm. I like a little bit more of a peaceful vibe than a packed vibe but yeah and anytime I go on vacation I like to try and get to beach if it's in the vicinity I like the Pacific Northwest beaches too Mm -hmm.
0: yeah those I need to get up to those beaches And I agree with you like after living in Virginia for six years with like college and stuff and having access to Virginia Beach and the Nags Head and like, just like those beaches. California beaches are pretty, but it it is very much a different vibe. There's just more, there's more industrialness, there's more crowdedness with the California beaches. Those Nags Head beaches are just open spaces and even Virginia Beach, yeah, if you know where to park, then it's really not too many people and it's just great. Are there any outdoor activities that you want to get into more?
1: Yeah, and I you know, I kind of did want to bring this up too because I I think it is a struggle for a lot of people and I think it's a safety issue. Mm. I would love to do more hiking/traveling solo, but I think I, I do get concerned about going out on a trail especially alone in another country. Uh, being a woman and just like, I don't know, I'm not saying I'd be kidnapped, but I feel like I'm targeted more. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I'm, I'm going to try to start working on, trying to get out there and do things more solo and not let that bother me as much. But that is, that is always kind of in the back of my head when I try to do anything, hiking alone or or traveling alone.
0: Mm-hmm it's that balance, right, of like, I don't want this fear to stop me from doing things, but there's also the very real reality that feminine identified folks are targeted and like, and traveling alone for somebody is like, it can be, it can be dangerous and like, what does that look like? And so like, as rad as like these things are. I wish it could be as simple as like, yeah, just like train up and go out there right. and go do it. Yeah, like, right. oh, yeah, no, like the, the world is your oyster. Well, like, yes, and there there are real realities of like of danger and harm that can come on, on doing these type of activities.
1: Yeah, but for anyone listening, I bought a machete, so. <laughs> so like, you're like, mm, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah just a little note there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
0: is there are there any outdoor activities that feel completely out of your ability to do or like completely outside your limits
1: well, I don't know. Would skydiving count? I think that's out of my limits. I don't think
0: I want to jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I, guess, I would say that's an outdoor activity. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. like, um, like base jumping and things like that fall into outdoor activities.
1: Right. Free basing, not going to happen with me, probably. Um, I think rock climbing is in the realm of something I could do, but I do always see it as, and I, I mean like the free rock climbers mm-hmm. where they don't have the, the ropes and things, yeah, yeah. That I don't. I think that's out of my realm. I mean, could I train? Sure, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do really think rock climbing is cool, and that's one of the things I plan on trying to entry level get into. Yeah, I mean, you can start at a rock
0: gym, like yeah, you know, yeah. You can start at a rock gym. They have bouldering there too. That works out. Then you got like safe pads to land on.
1: Yeah, I'm inside where I'm comfortable. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cut to like five years later and you're like scaling up a cliff and be like, ah, I can't see you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Perfect. I can't wait.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's talk about your experience in the outdoors and representation and things like that. So first. Thinking about your community and your community can mean whatever you would like it to mean. Do you feel like that community, do you feel like you yourself are represented in the outdoor industry?
1: I think representation can always be better everywhere for everything. For me, I I don't feel marketed to Mm. or excluded for me personally.
0: Oh, so it's kind of a neutral.
1: I feel kind of neutral, but it could also be because of my lack of experience in doing a lot of outdoor camping, things of that nature. I I will say, I think it's really intriguing in the, the lesbian community that, you know, there's always the jokes of like, what? You can't, you can't change your oil. You can't change your tire. Mm. What kind of lesbian are you? You know, that those kinds of jokes. And I, I think some of those jokes definitely lend themselves to the outdoors and, mm. and camping and stuff. It does seem stereotypically a very manly thing, right? Mm. Whether it's female or male, very masculine kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So, so in that respect, sometimes I guess I could see where I'm not maybe as included, but it hasn't bothered me Mm. just because I'm not as passionate as someone else that would notice more, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. 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 I like, I mean, I love the depth of your answer because it speaks to just all the nuances of these things. Right. And it speaks to the nuances of the Les community of like this expectation of butchness while also like I mean, as once being a lesbian myself, there was, it felt like you always have to like balance this. I still have to be a woman and like feminine, but then I have to like take on these masculine traits. It's a lot that's like spinning in there and then like yeah definitely the the expectation that you should be like outdoorsy and rugged with the cargo shorts and like all those things and like if somebody is that that's wonderful and that's great and i have yeah i have friends that are totally that but it's kind of like that question of like well if i don't fit into that stereotype can i still do these things can i mm-hmm. still access these things type of type of because it feels like some of these folks just like pop out and they have all the knowledge and you're like but how? <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> like how did
0: that happen yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah,
1: um, totally. I mean and just to piggyback off of that it goes into even just when you know a cis person asks about your relationship oh, oh which one's the man or which one's the 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 girl the in the relationship right yeah and it's just kind of like oh well that that's kind of like the whole reason why
0: I date a woman Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is no man <laughs> right we don't need a man yeah, <laughs> it's uh. What? what? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's So very interesting when those questions still come up. You're like, so no,
1: <laughs> right? It's,
0: it's no, right. With this kind of like complicated representation, if you will, has it affected your relationship with participating in outdoor activities in any way?
1: Well, I think it does go back to the confidence level like i've definitely been in situations with a group of like lesbian friends and nobody means any harm. But they're just so much more into the outdoor aspect and i'm like oh yeah happy to go along, but you do feel almost like slightly inadequate like Mm. oh like everybody's got their. REI jackets and you know their hiking boots and is it cool if I wear my Adidas Sambas for this mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. what I mean so not even really knowing uh, the checklist of ah. a, what you need to bring on arrival <laughs> 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 you know but you know I, th- I think not that I've ever felt excluded or uncomfortable but definitely I think there's that you know, lack of confidence and just not having the knowledge. Mm
0: -hmm. So what could what could somebody do if they wanted to, like, make you feel comfortable or like just like a you in general, somebody who's newer to the outdoors and they really want that friend to come out, but they want to make sure that they're not like worried about things or feeling uncomfortable. Like, what would you recommend to that person?
1: Just transparency and and honesty and just inquisitiveness right and that can be applied to anything in life, but if you're trying to get someone to hang out or do something that they usually don't do like it would be really nice if anyone is just like hey. Is there anything you're concerned about or anything, Mm. maybe you don't you you're curious about before we go do this um i would love a, a list personally if if anybody if i need to get certain <laughs> shoes so i don't show up not that i would show up in heels or anything but you know can i wear adidas sambas and then i get there and i'm like no you don't really want to be wearing this because we're walking through two inches of creek you know i don't <laughs> yeah, know <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so i think maybe just some kind of expectation but i think it should be pretty easy to get anyone to join in and make it approachable at least for my level
0: yeah yeah and I think I mean what you're talking about is so simple but I Mm -hmm. think for folks that you know are more comfortable in the outdoors they just like forget about what their first time looked like and that might be because it started back in childhood and from the Mm -hmm. get-go their parents like were already like teaching them in very subtle ways, like, this is what you do, this is what you wear, this is what we have, like, all those different types of things, so if you didn't have that type of experience, like, one, again, the person forgets, like, what it would have meant to be the first time, and they are they just take that for granted, essentially, they just take that, all that knowledge that they have of, like, oh, yeah, we're going for this distance, so I need this much water, and blah, 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 but they're not actually, like, chatting with their new friend who's showing up with, like, analogy and their adidas and they're like is this fine and it might totally be fine or it might right. be oh actually you definitely need me more water did you bring snacks or like anything like that
1: yeah and I think one other thing I thought thought about too is like for example from just talking and no one seeing me they may think oh this is probably a pretty girly lesbian mm. I'm pretty tomboyish And I wouldn't say that my outfits or anything would deter anyone from thinking that I wouldn't know anything about the outdoors. You know, I'm somewhere in between every all of the stereotypical, really girly, really masculine, right? So I'm just somewhere in between, tomboyish, you know, and I think someone may not think, it's not like I'm going to arrive in heels. So no one's going to be like, oh, she really doesn't know. I think this just doesn't present that I wouldn't know or know,
0: if that makes Mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think where you're speaking to is also really important of like an outdoors person shouldn't have like a certain look, right, or like different things like that. Um, But we do, I mean, we're humans, and we judge with our eyes. And so we might be like, we're either assuming either or, right? We don't like gray areas, we like to stay in binary areas. Um, so we're either like, oh yes, you do know what you're doing. Or yes, you don't know what you're doing. And either assumption is going to be harmful in a way, because we're either Mm -hmm. assuming that the person doesn't know anything and that, and maybe they actually do, or we're assuming that they're going to be fine. And then we come to find out that they're not. And then we're already like three miles into the trail and what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so I think like it just comes down to communication. And yeah. checking in with your friends. Um, and that sounds like, I mean, what did it look like when you were going uh, camping with Aiden? Like, what did that beginning of that process look like for y'all?
1: It was really good. And I, I would say we have really good communication. Uh, they are one of my best friends. Uh, so, you know, it's easier to be open when you're very close with the person too, right? So mm. I'm just like, hey, what, what what's going to happen? You know, but I mean, I'm down to just like even like, I mean, are we gonna be okay? Like, what you know? Like, how yeah, do yeah, make yeah. a fire? Like, I don't know. I've never had to make a fire out. Yeah. In, you know, away from my house <laughs> or somebody's <laughs> house. But yeah, I mean, they just kind of went over things with me, and they did tell me the things that I needed to bring and what mm-hmm. they would be bringing that I didn't have to worry about. Because I was like, I don't have a tent. I don't have a sleeping bag. What do I do? You know, so. Mm-hmm um that kind of stuff and then the things I did need which wasn't much they were like you could go here and get this and this would be fine for
0: this trip which was nice yeah yeah and so I mean that's really speaking to like one aiding creating this space where you could ask any question and everything's Mm -hmm. totally fine and I think people forget the power in that of really setting up a space of like no question is a dumb question and I'm not going to evaluate you for like any question that you ask like let's talk about it all right yeah um, and then the other piece like accessibility so like people and like I mean the truth is is like outdoor recreation is expensive like it just is and there's is. a lot of privilege in being able to like get tents and get sleeping bags and all those different types of things And so there's the accessibility part to be able to tell somebody like, hey, if we're just doing this one trip, you don't need the top of the line, fancy smancy, um, sleeping bag with like vents and all these things. Like here's where you can go that will get you, that will be perfect for this trip. And then if you wanna invest, like if this trip goes well, you wanna invest longer down the line, awesome. Then let's talk about that. But I think there's also like, there's sometimes an expectation especially when you're around other folks that are wearing like the right brands and all those different types of things of like, oh, do I need to be on this level right away in order Mm -hmm. to fit in? And the answer is, no, you don't, (laughs) like, you, you really don't. You just have to work inside your comfort level and like, and dip a toe in and figure out like, hey, am I gonna like this? Or like, or is this like the level that I'm coming at it is my happy level. And that's totally valid as well
1: right yeah no i think you you crushed it you're way more elegant than uh my rambling so I appreciate, <laughs> no, appreciate you're,
0: that you're rambling. <laughs> are there so i i know that you haven't had like a ton of like outdoor experiences um but if we were to broaden the term outdoors to just simply being outside has mm-hmm. there ever been a time that has like made you feel unsafe or unwelcome or like an offhanded comment that just kind of, that has like stuck with you, that has kind of like impacted any future outings for you?
1: Mm. I haven't, nothing's really impacted future outings for me. Um, I, I mean, I lived in cities and I do a lot of walking when I'm in cities. Um, And sometimes it happens to be when the sun goes down. So I will say, I think that the things that I experience, I think most women experience, and that's just being uh, more aware of your surroundings due to just possible targeting. You know, I might not be listening to my music at 11 p.m., Mm. walking around at night just so I can be more perceptive to ongoings. One thing that did stick with me that I did find interesting, I do tend to cross to a more bright side of the street or the opposite side of the street. If I find myself walking down a street and a man is walking down the Mm -hmm. same, especially if they're behind me, you know, just for, I don't know, I guess just self-awareness and protection and and it's any man you know mm. i i do remember uh once crossing and someone saying where where are you afraid of me is that why you have to cross the street right now and it's just, it, i just thought that was really intriguing that that would come from someone so it's like well if i wasn't now i'm afraid of you <laughs> right like
0: like so that comment actually didn't make me feel any better yeah
1: right so i you know i think sometimes we all take things personally, right? Mm -hmm. It's human, it's human nature. I'm constantly aware and, and concerned about how people have taken certain interactions. I mean, (laughs) I will think late Tuesday night in bed, did the grocery store clerk on Sunday think when I said goodbye in that manner, I was being short. Like, you know, like he was really fine. (laughs) So I think as humans, we all overthink things and worry about things. And, but I think maybe to keep in perspective that somebody else's actions is not always because of you personally.
0: Right, right. It could be Mm -hmm. just, I mean, like, shoot, I've been identifying and like transitioning for five years now. And I still, I remember just last, like, or well, not two years ago, like living in Chicago and like getting in the Uber, like late at night and I'm a little bit high, (laughs) but like I'm in like this Uber and I still have those flashes of, is he going to like kidnap me? And like, now I'm Mm -hmm. able to tell myself, like, now you look like a dude, like people don't kidnap dudes. Usually not, I mean, they do, but not as much as what I looked like a woman. So those like, that's very real things. But like what you're talking about too, is it's like, Hey, it's not personal. Like it's it's a safety thing type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's, It's again, I think it's like that delicate balance of being aware of our surroundings of not wanting to offend people of the realities that we live in. Like there's, there's all these, like, it's not as simple as like, it's this or that. Like it's, It is very complicated when we're working through those things. I know you talked a little bit before about solo trips and like your concerns around there. So like what would be helpful to you that would help you feel more confident? Like if there was programs out there or a a group or whatever it might be that would help you feel like more confident in taking that solo trip or even on the trip itself, like any knowledge you have around the trips, like what could other folks do to help that confidence build?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question actually recently a friend sent me a couple of books and I can't remember what they're called they're behind me somewhere, but it is like the solo woman's travel. And I guess is this one author, and I haven't read them yet, but I thought it was very nice that my friend sent me that because it's you know, this entire experience of this woman traveling this country, and she every country she goes alone, she does a book on that country, I guess. Uh, Okay. And then it gives like tips of where she felt comfortable, where she didn't, what you know, whatever tips and tricks, right? For other women to travel solo. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was nice. And I'll probably read a few of those. And then maybe just like I think it would be nice to have some kind of community where you can talk to other fellow women that have mm. done it right. Instead of having to figure out who's actually done that first mm-hmm. before you just start asking people,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like, but it, it would be kind of cool if there was some kind of forum for that. But otherwise I think I just need to go do it,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, again, you're, like, you're speaking to like, you want to make sure that you're prepared enough, but at a certain point you do just have to go do the thing. You can't just like keep reading like the 16,000 books that are out there. (laughs) (laughs) At the certain point, you're going to be like, we're going to have to just step out and see like what's going on. But yeah, I think like that, um, again, like a community driven thing where you can talk to other folks about those real experiences can really help build that confidence and see like, oh, like this isn't, like other people do do this other people like me do this and here's what they experienced and they made it and they then they look like me or whatever like that's that that's another type of representation that can be really powerful
1: yeah yeah
0: so before we wrap up i kind of want to come back to like your your initial definition of like outdoorsy person and things like that and i I'm, I'm just curious like after kind of like talking through this how do you see yourself like falling on this spectrum of outdoors person?
1: Casual, but interested in more.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: Is yeah. that like a, it, that's like a good uh, Tinder?
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> casual but interested in more. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. I think yeah. that's great, and also like it's super valid. Because like the outdoors person doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be like this super rugged person. I think it really can be just like many things are, it can be a spectrum and no matter like where you're coming in, like you can fit on that spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think more would be better, you know, for everybody. Cause I think the best like therapy is just getting good air and sunshine sometimes, right? Even Mm -hmm. if you're just walking around in the city, which sounds counter of what I just said but (laughs) But it's
0: still outside like it's (laughs) still it can still be the outdoors right we can break down that barrier of just like yes like metropolitans and things like that but it can still be it -hmm. can still be the outdoors it can still be outside it can still be people like rock climbing the indoor gyms Mm -hmm. like whatever that might be
1: and you know what it just I completely forgot about this but this is something I did I used to do and it was only a few times but I highly enjoyed it and i would love to get back into it and it is called urbex which is urban exploring Ooh. so you actually go explore abandoned buildings and take pictures and stuff and it can kind of fold into art
0: that's really rad mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah yeah i love so that so that to
1: me seems casual though but maybe it's not it's you know breaking and entering right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different
0: uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, I love that. That reminds me though, like I, I had uh, a classmate who did, one of their projects was filming, I forget exactly where, but there's um, this like old, like quarry area mm-hmm. that people have spray painted on all the rocks. And so it's this big oh. space, big field. And it was like very much like a conversation of like, this is super rad, but also what's the impact on the environment, but it's also art, like, all mm-hmm. the, like mixture and again like just like that conversation but yeah here we are
1: all the layers yeah like all the, the layers. layers yeah it was
0: really <laughs> great to wrap us up on this very lovely conversation what message would you like to leave with us today and this can either be to folks in your community folks outside of your community a little bit of both just what message would you like to leave with us
1: just be kind be kind and just know that Almost everyone, whether you know much about them or not, usually want to know more about something and you could be the person that helps them with that. Yeah, it's it's overused, but you know.
0: It's true. <laughs> but, it's, but it's important yeah it's yeah. the whole value well thank you so much for your thoughts today for sharing your stories today it's been really great just getting to know you more there's lots of things that i'm taking away from this conversation um and i really hope our listeners are taking away too
1: yeah i appreciate it this has been the best part of my wednesday so thanks for having me
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope your perceptions of the outdoors have been expanded. If you were impacted by what you heard today, we encourage you to make a donation to today's speaker, whose Venmo or Cash App link can be found in the episode's description. If you want to share your story, feel free to reach out to our host, Chase, whose contact information can be found on our podcast page. Also, feel free to give us a follow at Expanding the Outdoors on Spotify, Or check out our Instagram page at The Wilderness Expansive, where we help to empower LGBTQIA plus folks in the outdoors. Until next time, stay rad and adventure on.